Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Larry Kettlewell, Chief Information Security Officer of the State of Kansas. Welcome, Larry. Glad to be here. Briefly tell us a bit about the IT security organization in Kansas. Our governance system is kind of a federated one where each individual agency in the Kansas state government has its own information officer and its own information security organization. I suppose some people would look at being an unusual situation because there is really no sort of central figure that has overall authority of our IT system. That said, it's a collaborative effort. We've not had any issues really that have not been able to be resolved or otherwise are insurmountable with respect to either our system of governance and how we deliver IT to our various clients, if you will, throughout state government here in Kansas. You were saying that each agency has their own IT security officer. How many organizations are there? There are about 40 organizations from very, very small to very large. And in the latter case, you'd have, for instance, your Department of Labor, Department of Transportation, Social Rehabilitation Services, and Revenue. So what is your relationship with the various information security officers in those agencies? I wear a couple of different hats. I am the chairman of the state IT security council, which responds to the state's highest information technology advisory committee, the ITEC, as we call it, the executive committee. As well, I oversee an office here in the Department of Information Services and Communications, which is known as the Enterprise Security Office. We function as the coordinating body. We have incident response capabilities and responsibilities. We also have responsibilities for looking at the security as it relates to our overall IT infrastructure. Do you have any direct authority over the agencies? No direct authority. It is more or less conveyed by a, a number of policies which have been promulgated by the uh, Information Technology Executive Council. It's one really an unusual sort of governance situation, but one that is a cooperative and collaborative effort on the parts of all of my colleagues out there in terms of coordinating and touching base for, on a day-to-day -day basis on whatever issue confronts us. Federal government has FISMA and the Office of Management and Budget to direct IT security compliance. Do you have an equivalent of that in Kansas? We really don't in that each individual agency has sort of a component given their service deliveries. Basically, when it comes to a top-level sort of compliance, we do have a policy wherein each year we do what is known as a security self-assessment, which is FISMA-based and NIST-based so that we add basically all of the practices that a federal government agency would, which is sort of customized and modified for our own business practices here in the state. A lot's happening in the federal government regarding cybersecurity. The president may announce a major initiative. There's going to be some type of White House coordinator. Do you follow those kind of developments? And if so, uh, what kind of impact would that have on Kansas? 
In short, yes, I do. I am or have been certainly in the past very involved between the state and the federal government with respect to critical infrastructure. And mainly in that capacity, I have been more or less an informal advisor to the National Association of State Chief Information Officers, which has that sort of interface with the federal government. And I've represented them and the state with the federal government for the past, oh, I don't know, five or six years. It is something that we do stay in touch with with, and it will, we hope, have a very positive impact on the state. Is the impact such that it provides guidelines or suggestions of how to tackle information security, or is there something more direct? At least up until now, it has been sort of implied. You talk about FISMA and NIST and one thing and another. We have tried to align ourselves basically with all of the procedures and guidelines and best practices that the federal government does. At some point down the line, the federal government regulations are going to be such that if you want to do business with the federal government at the state level, you're going to have to come in line with whatever procedures and processes that the federal government has. We've tried to keep that in mind, and I think probably more and more we're going to see a situation where if you do not come into line with the best practices and the rules and regulations that the feds have, you're probably going to have trouble doing business with them. You don't seem disturbed by that. Certainly in some instances there are financial implications, but in the most part, no, I'm not troubled by it at all because basically the rules and procedures, at least certainly so far, have not been particularly onerous, and they are, after all, basically a collection of best practices that most states feel like we should comply with anyway. What are the biggest IT security challenges the Kansas government faces? Just continued vigilance, just keeping your eye on the ball. It's trying to keep people aware of the situation, the seriousness of an individual vulnerability out there, and to keep management at upper levels in the loop and at the same time not be running around out there saying the sky is falling because management gets turned off by that readily uh, when you do that over and over and again. You have to demonstrate that there is a threat out there, the seriousness of it to continue to urge people to stay on top of things and out in front of the threat. It seems that every state is facing tough times in this economy. Funding governmental projects is getting tough. What's happening in Kansas? Is there sufficient funding to properly secure government IT? We have had a reasonably good track record on sort of looking down the road and trying to figure out what we were going to need in terms of technology ahead of time. We had just, within the last year or so, been upgrading our network with that, security upgrades that go along and fit in with that. We haven't been faced with a situation where, oh my gosh, we need this black box that costs X number of thousands of dollars tomorrow, or we missed out on an opportunity to acquire technology that would deal with specific vulnerability or vulnerabilities. Yeah, we've been going through some pretty tough times financially, but I think we've been reasonably well-positioned, if you will, technology-wise, so that we're not behind the curve, certainly, at this time. What IT security skills are in demand, and what challenges, if, if any, do you face in hiring or training or retaining people with those skills? 
Well, I think that's problematic throughout all the rest of the states in terms of retention and hiring and, and skill sets. If I had my druthers right now, I'd want two or three more network security engineers. They're in short supply. We need people who have top-notch skills in terms of network firewall administration and mostly with a heavy security background. I mean, you do find network security administrators, certainly, but those who have a, a security background that sort of piggybacks on that. Network skills in terms of routers, switches, people that, again, have, have some sort of security background that ties into that because uh, more and more that whole system of black boxes is becoming merged and blurred to the degree that you really have to have security from top to bottom in those areas. Are you finding that the skill sets really aren't out there, the people who may know networking but don't quite understand the security behind it? That's a problem in so far as state governments cannot offer top dollar for people coming in with first-rate skills. I tried to address that in the last couple of years in trying to upgrade our pay rates for select skills. We were behind in that area. We have addressed that in part, but still, that said, comparable skill sets in the public and private sector, you're just not going to come to any sort of parity and always state governments are not going to be able to offer as much money as they would like to get. How much of a difference in compensation is there between private and public? If you look at the management levels, you're looking at maybe 100 k for a manager, and in the private sector, you're probably looking at 120 130 k for a similar management position. In terms of technical positions, you're probably looking at 60 to 70 for a mid-manager state government, and you're probably looking at 90 to 100000 in private sector. Thanks, Larry. Not at all. Enjoyed it, and any time. I've been speaking with Larry Kettlewell, Chief Information Security Officer of the State of Kansas, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group, and GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening.